You're listening to the Teletext Star Podcast, where Teletext lives forever. That was actually one of the first things when it started to all go a bit surreal and silly with our, the stuff we were doing. It was, was just the, the stuff, the little strap lines across the bottom about bamboozle. Yeah, that might. And we started it. putting like you know, kind of really quite offensive things about bamboozle, yeah. which because that was him, he might have taken personally. Good evening, world. Hello, hello. How are you all this evening? Oh, sh- sorry, I should have said good evening, HBO. Twelve ninety-five a month? No way. Don't worry, you don't have to pay anything to watch or listen to this teletext live stream. 32 minutes past midnight Sunday morning, HBO viewers east of the Mississippi suddenly had their movie, The Falcon and the Snowman, interrupted with this silent message printed over color bars. Good evening, HBO, from Captain Midnight. $12.95 a month? No way. Showtime movie channel, beware. An objection to the price HBO is charging dish owners for access to its recently scrambled programs. Let me introduce you to Mr. Chris Bell, a.k.a. Superpage58, the digitizer archivist, the legend from Twitter. Can you hear me, Chris? Good evening, Dan. Can you hear me? Yes. So how are you doing this evening, Christopher? I'm pretty good, thanks. Yeah, not not too bad at all. Yeah, happy to be joining you tonight. Well, thank you very much for joining us. It's wonderful to have you back. The last time you were on, you talked a little bit about the history of your website and digitizer. That's right. Yeah, it wasn't just a little bit either. <laughs> we went on at, at length. <laughs> yeah, digitizer. Yeah, as as, you, as it can quite easily be done. Well, it's always wonderful to talk about digitizer, and perhaps we might do a little bit of that tonight. The reason I've asked you to join me tonight, we have a special segment on this show that I would like to call. Bamba Boozler's Deepest Secrets. So can you give us a bit of background into this, please, Chris? Well, this stems from the banners at the bottom of teletext pages advertising at other sections uh, on the service. So you all would have seen them, the, the chunky banners with the cryptic message and the, and the page number. But they're always left to the, the editors of each section to to word them as they saw fit, essentially. So all the ads for Bamboozle in Digitizer took a little bit of a surreal esoteric vein, um, which is unsurprising considering you had Mr Biffo writing them. They ran on for years, and before there was even a Super Page 58, I was writing them down because they just made me laugh so much. So I, I, had, I had a spreadsheet of them all, all listed. That fell by the wayside a long, long time ago. But in the process of doing the teletext recoveries, Tim Bisley, superstar Tim Bisley, who, who is absolutely invaluable to the work that we do, has, has done a text dump of all the banners from uh, Digitizer and been able to go through and, and uh, take out all the Bamba-related ones. So um, we, we can now see the life of Bamba Boozler take shape, essentially. Yeah, we're going to exclusively expand the law of Bamba Boozler. Uh, a wonderful introduction there, Chris. Thank you. But one thing I would add is, are they all from Digitizer? So this These is... are all from Digitizer. Right. So they were never found outside of Digi. Because what I was going to say is, it'd be a bit weird if some dude was just checking the lottery results uh, my granddad for example <laughs> was checking the lottery and oh have i got 27 uh, thir- 39 oh i've got two numbers though wait a minute 99 99 999 bamba smacks his bottom live on television what's that Except that are a lot more absurd than that. I, 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 I particularly like the ones that seem to allude to a backstory, like Bamba charged with fraud or Bamba admits fraud charges later on, those kinds of things. And then just kind of the absurd. With Digitizer, you'd often get little pop culture references. Um, so if I would make references to songs and things like that in replies to letters. And there's, there's one in particular, Bamba, the renegade master. Um, based around that, that wild child song. <laughs> Just imagine him raving away to it. <laughs> Bamba, I know where you live. <laughs> Bamba, you know where I live. 
<laughs> oh, really? Well, let's start from, <laughs> shall we start from the beginning? You're listening to the Teletext Star Podcast, where Teletext lives forever. can go down these pick a few out here bamba this tastes of butter on page 458 so that could have been cookery stuff perhaps bamba the yellow fella page 152 so bamba is yellow himself isn't he perhaps he's eating himself and he is made of butter of course he, he is just a fat yellow dude <laughs> the, the big butter man uh, <laughs> but bamba and the brig brown whistle that's a very digitizer thing isn't it brown things oh absolutely that's got a kind of a, a children's book feel to it as well you can <laughs> just, just imagine the illustrations absolutely that would have been good on digitizer wouldn't it instead of the panto at christmas bamba and the big brown whistle or maybe in place of turn of the worm a special one week comic <laughs> definitely oh you, you do wonder because um and Mr. Biffo did both turn the worm as well as digitizer, but he wasn't in charge of Bamboozle. That was a completely different guy. And you wonder if he was quite protective of Bamba and if, if there was a, a kind of rivalry there over it, because they, they had used to work together at uh, Labbrooks, I think it was, and um, they'd uh, fallen out once the guy moved to Teletext because of Biffo's crazy in, in-office prankery. So, um, yeah, just wonder if Bamba cannot appear on digitizer. There's <laughs> been a decree. He probably did, didn't he, at some point? I mean, there was BW, wasn't there? <laughs> he was the host of the quizzes, yeah. Uh, he was meant to be like a parody of Amber, but every time he appeared, his, his face was changed in some warped way. Before it was said before, that that was just his attempt to mess up the image as much as possible, to, how much he could get away with, really. So, yeah, BW was afflicted with all sorts of maladies. <laughs> oh, dear. It's, this is slaying me already. We're only about five in, and, and already I'm floored. So, there it is, Bamba, the renegade master. <laughs> but also, Bamba, the living truck. <laughs> it's a living truck. Ah! A living truck actually sounds a bit like the living bum, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, it, you can imagine it just presenting a section of digitizer. Oh, then, then you get things like Bamba Book for Late Tackle. Yeah, I, that, that's a, that's a favourite of mine. Because uh, then, then you get later on Bamba Caught Offside. <laughs> so just, just you imagine his life. He's, he's got all, all of these different extracurricular activities, including professional football player. It reminds me a little bit of the old chestnuts told by Biffo of massive ease. Um, so this is based on the Revealo jokes. Both Mr. Biffo and, and Mr. Hares used to do reveal jokes. So there'd be a blank bit of page and there'd be instruction to press reveal and some random thing would, would be there that ha had no relation to what was being discussed at all. Heinz spaghetti in tomato sauce, 440 gram, 21p. Ketley tea bags, 80s, 97p. Berets of Millbrook and Pied Price. Biffo, being the graphic artist on Teletext, was able to draw a lot of things himself. But Mr. Hares, not being able to do that, found other ways. And so what he used to do was to go through a lot of the marketing pages, copy bits of graphics, and kind of like, like David Bowie would do with his cut-up lyrics, he would cut them up and put them together. Yeah. Must have been going to city and sweet. Massive ease. Has been recovered. Um, and so one in particular had sooty and sweep and then just in big block graphics, massive ease. And yeah, I, <laughs> you can just imagine really what yeah. must have been going through his head at the time. That has actually been recovered, hasn't it? Or one of the instances of this has been recovered. Yeah, we've got that one now. Yeah, it's, it's crazy how many of these things that have been discussed over the years have actually turned up. Well, yeah, the reason why Bamba booked for late tackle, 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 Bamba booked for late tackle. Reminded me of that is because I imagine him just copying and pasting it from the football section. Well, actually, it would have been more relevant for Brian Boozler, who was Bamba Boozler's brother, and he presented the sports quiz 10 to 1. 
bar. In his oh, couple skin coat, John Watson type. Oh, yeah, yeah. I used to love that quiz as well. Uh, lesser known, I think, or lesser remembered than Bamboozle, but I used to play that as well. I was actually he had better... a whole extended family, didn't he, Bamba? Oh, yeah. Let's think. There was Buster Boozler was his son. There was Bambette and Bonnie Boozler was it? Oh, that's right. Yeah. That, those were all ones I can remember. There were others as well, members of his extended family, like Uncle Baza Boozler, which... <laughs> I'm sure we've got some pictures of that in the Bamboozle archive. If you look on teletextarts.co.uk, I did an article about Bamboozle quite a while ago, a couple of years ago. And there's a picture of Uncle Bazaboozle there. Also, Frank N. Open was another character, presumably created by Before, who presented Bamboozle and a bunch of other guest presenters. Well, the man with the long chin was supposed to guest present Bamboozle at one point. Although, and it was even trailed, I, I think, but I don't think it ever happened, or or at least uh, the recovery that we managed to get of the day where it was supposed to happen, he wasn't there. It was, it was just Bamber as usual. Oh. Um, yeah, but there was a uh, early in 1993, there, there was a caption competition on Digi where, where you had the man and um, Turn of the Worm just uh, having it out with each other and you had to caption that. So uh, um, I wonder sometimes if there would have been a crossover with Bamber if, if they could and just thought if the Teletext management had you know, said, no, these things cannot mix. And you had to caption that. So, uh, I wonder sometimes if there would have been a crossover with Bamber. Bamber is family friendly. I was thinking about the naming of Men with the Long Chin. I don't know if Bamber has gone on record at any point to talk about it. But I thought Man with the Long Chin is a very typical digitizer name, if only for the fact that you expect him to be called Chinny or the Chinster or something like that. But no, they just called him the Man with the Long Chin because he's got a long chin. Now, I don't know if you know, but did the drawing come first and the name second? I th yeah, I think it was the drawing first because his original name was Man with a Long Chin wearing pink beret. So his name was just a description of what he looked like. Yeah. Um, so I guess that they couldn't fit on with Pink Beret. So he just became the man with the long chin. And of course, that just got shortened to the man eventually. Yeah. Well, for somebody just jumping into Digitizer, that could be quite confusing because the man, the man diary. What's this man diary? What's this supposed to who, who is the man? He's just, <laughs> just the man. man. What, is the, what is the relevance of this? Yeah, you don't know he's the man with the long chin. It's just been yeah. shortened to the man. It might, you wouldn't have had the room to fit the man with the long chin diary at the top, would you, in a big banner? No, not at all. And there were various man graphics over the years. Throughout 1994, pretty much every week he looked different, like wearing different outfits and costumes and things. You look screaming down the street for your attention. I mean, Biffo must have had a lot of fun drawing them. But later on, in the late 90s, he lost his iconic Pink Beret. This was around the time that the Digi fan sites were starting to come on the scene. And the Page 170 fan site, which was run by a guy called David Deans, actually had a diary of the Pink Beret. So the Pink Beret was no longer on the man's head. He, he'd gone wandering off and he was actually writing a diary for the Pink Beret instead. Really? Yeah, so, the, so that lived on. Then eventually, the, uh, the man got his very back in the dark. We stopped. Digitizer continues to shock me in ways that I never would have expected. The law. <laughs> I mean, we're going into the Bamba law here, but that's just one character. Imagine the law surrounding all these other digitizer ones. DW says, I'm surprised that Prince, P-R-I-N-T-S, didn't swipe the pink beret. Yeah, that would have, yeah, of course, Raspberry Beret. <clears throat> Excuse me. That would have been perfect. DW is on fire tonight with these puns. That's wonderful. Oh, excellent. Uh, yeah, yeah. Would have loved to see that, I think. Maybe Biffo's watching this, and when he brings back the digitizer teletext service, as he will, we'll see that, I'm sure. I think the first character we have is the man with the long gin. We just wanted people to write in, and we had like loads of kind of crappy games that people sent us, just you know, PC boxes that you know, I don't know, French language 
programs and things that we were never going to review, but we just got to send them. So we used to, you know, one of, we were going to give them away because they were just, you know, clogging up the, the office. So I, d I just did a picture of this guy with a pink beret on, and I remember it said, I am the man with the long chin uh, wearing pink beret, that's what his, his full name was. And if you write to me, I will send you something from my secret pocket. Uh, and that, I think people started writing in about him and asking, you know, who was he? And I remember we used to get letters from somebody claiming he was, she was his girlfriend. And um, I don't know, it just caught people's imagination. Amber Ben's tab off locker. It brings to mind this, this kind of high school jock just casually bullying this nerdy kid or something. Ah! And, and Bamber is about 60 years old as well. <laughs> yeah, imagine. <laughs> yeah, in a leather jacket with, with like slicked back hair and something. Greetings, fellow children. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bamber Boozle lives on. Yeah, he does. Except, I don't know if this is canon, but Biffo has made an artwork <laughs> commemorating Bamba We see he supposedly died in a wind tunnel or something. Is it true or is it just madness? Well, I don't know whether Biffo is in charge of Bamba Cannon. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Being the guy that, that drew him originally, but uh, not in charge of him. I don't know whether that's canon or not. Maybe uh, the, the Bamba fandom will have something to say about it. Yeah. So there certainly is Bamba fandom as well, because every time you see on the, um, Twitter that um, somebody discovers that Teletext recovery is a thing, there's all this flurry of replies and, and people are amazed about it. But somebody always brings up Bamboozle and how much they enjoy playing over the years. And when I talk to people I know about Teletext, Bamba is always something that comes up. If anybody um, used Teletext back in the day, chances are they, they were on Bamboozle at one point. It's, it's you know, something that, that um, has a legacy pretty much unrivaled by anything else. Yeah, I have the same experiences. Even when we went to the first block party at Tate Britain, the youngsters that used to go to the Tate, they, even they would come in and say, oh, I know about Bamboozler and Bamboozle. I remember doing that as a small kid. So... Absolutely. If you remember nothing else about Teletext, you remember either The Holidays or Bamboozler. He's iconic. And that's the reason we're talking about him tonight. Uh, hopefully we can expand this law a little bit, although it's quite difficult, as we've said, to figure out what is canon and what isn't. Pixeltron says, Bamba and Bambet booked a flight on Teletext's final day and they were never heard from again. Is that canon again? I don't know. But <laughs> I, I do have a copy of the last ever version of Bamboozle. And I don't think there was anything special on there. I think there was an extra edition of Bamboozle, but there wasn't a law expanding page that said, following Bamboozle, we are going on a, a holiday. Heineken, 440 mil, 49 pence. Quench of lemonade, two liter, 59 pence. Something's in my head, though. Now, either I read that or I wrote it on, on the Digitizer 2000 website or something, and people seem to think that it's real. <laughs> I you think they know. were just flying to somewhere that still had a teletext service? Yeah, they've gone to Germany. He's presenting the German version of Bamboozle currently. Ich bin Alf. Ich bin Alf. Die außergewöhnlich lustig, fröhliche Lebensform. Oh, Pixeltron said that I wrote... Yeah, I did indeed write that Bamber and Bambet booked a flight on the final day. But that's not real. That's just me pretending to expand the law. It would be interesting if that showed up on Wikipedia one day and somebody quoted it as a real thing that happened. Oh, dear. Um, so Bamber can eat a bus. Well, can he then? Uh, I know of people... Well, his face is big enough. <laughs> yeah, he could eat a teletext bus if it was a small one, couldn't he? <laughs> I like that he was busted for jaywalking as well. Was it, again, like the casual hoodlum that he is. Bamba busted. Uh, well, Buster Boozler could have been busted for jaywalking because he's a buster. <laughs> Bamba casually crushes map. <laughs> well, right. I, I have a theory about some of these. 
I don't know if you've seen, but occasionally Biffo likes to post silly things on his Twitter. He's, he's posted a few of these, these generators, where you take one word from the first column, one word from the second column, and one from the third to make your, I don't know, your uh, porn star name. I can't remember. What has he done? Is it like... There was, a ge- there was a generate your own man's daddy joke one that he did. Yeah. Well, this puts me in mind of that, where he put random words after each other to make these little teasers, or if he just made them up off the top of his head. I don't know. Bamba chews moth and month as well. <laughs> yeah, it's a, he's got a calendar. <laughs> he's just chewing on that. Bamba clobbers cash cow. Now, you wonder if bamboozle was a cash cow, and that's one of the reasons why it lasted so long. Bamba climbs giant mag on TV. You, you can imagine it like an oversized living room, or, or he's been shrunk down or something. It could be a giant magazine, or it could be a giant magpie. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's the absurdity of some of these. Bamba consults foam book. There's a book about foam. <laughs> well, there you go. Bamba crushes TV moth, which is something to do with chewing the moth, I guess. It's the continuation of it. I think there's one that said Bamba develops slow pain. I remember that because I remember laughing that at a long time. I so, think I remember that one as well, actually. Yeah. It's funny how some of these lists so random so long ago do actually stick in your memory. I loved those. <laughs> Let's have a look. Bamba discards Morse code book. Yeah, you don't need Morse code when you've got teletext, do you? So eventually, Bamba did do jury service. But I assume that one of those weeks where Bamba wasn't presenting, he had to go and do jury service. I think chronologically that must surely come before he admitted the fraud charges. I don't think he would have been allowed to serve. Well, yeah, yeah. Bamba chews Scottish wasp. (laughs) I was thinking about this last night. I wonder if it's a blue and white striped wasp instead of black and yellow. Of course, yeah. Yeah. There's there's a lot of chewing going on, a lot of wasps in there. Chewing of moths and wasps. I bet that's disgusting. Bamba eats four beetles. Exactly four. (laughs) John, Paul, George and Ringo, you mean? (laughs) Bamba eats four chalk beans. Are you sure that's not Venus? Oh, I've got a question, actually. Did the word Venus, B-E-A-N-U-S, or B-E-E-N-I-S, ever appear in Digitizer, as far as you know? E-E-N-I-S did, and I can't remember what it was. It might have been in a man diary, but we, we managed to recover it. And when Biffo saw it, he, he couldn't believe that even back then he was making that joke. And we've got a special guest oh, today. Venus. His name is Venus. <laughs> oh, hello, Venus. How yeah. are you today? Oh, I like Venus. Yeah? What's your yeah. favourite bean? Baked bean. <laughs> I hate this channel so much. Beans? Yeah. Beans! <laughs> Venus also likes breakfast. Okay. Right, a big Good. full English. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. like a full English. What, where do you stand on burritos? Oh, no. <laughs> You're a grown man. Uh, <laughs> You're a grown man. I'm older than the both of you. Beans? <laughs> Stop saying beans. <laughs> It's like when you go and do it's magic, uh, you just drop things. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, have you been paid by Heinz or? No, I just like beans. Heinz spaghetti in tomato sauce. Angelica Jake says, I don't get this list. I, I, I think the point is you're not supposed to get it. It's just like that- much of Digitizer, basically. These were clickbait headlines before they even existed. They're just complete nonsense, a lot of them. But this, this is one of the things that Biffo got a dressing down from management for just before the Digigate era when he was forced to remove the humour from Digi. The, the management didn't like the fact that he'd used these kind of strange ways to advertise other sections and the fact that one of the banners was uh, finger the index, the index of you know, teletext. When, when he just meant like index finger going down an index, whereas the management 
chap had thought it was something a little, a little more salacious. Well, it was such an innocent thing taken in completely the wrong way. I mean, I mean uh, he was misunderstood always. <laughs> he's, su he's such an innocent guy. Uh, so, yeah, nothing naughty going on here. Bamba eats swan in graveyard. Well, that could be quite naughty because that's illegal, isn't it? You're not supposed I think to. the Queen's allowed to do that. Yeah. You're not supposed to paint swans either. Unless you've got swan paint. What were the colours of swan paint again? Uh, <laughs> do you remember? There was a list of colours that they came in, wasn't there? Swan the paint. Brown 2.0. <laughs> brown again. <laughs> You can only imagine what that might have been. Hello, my friends. Are you tired of the same old swan colors? Then you need to try new swan paint. The only paint labeled as suitable for use on swans. Swan paint is available in the following colors. Red, brown, yellow, dark, sporan, negative 7, and brown 2.0. Swan paint. It's wonderfully wonderful. Ostriches. Bamba eats your pets. Oh, don't look gracious. <laughs> Bamba escapes to victory. A little bit like the film. That, and that was actually used in two different generations of Bamboozle. You can see the page difference there. Once when Bamboozler was on 152, and once when he was on 458. So, reusage of content there. I wonder how much time passed between those. We, we can probably figure it out, can't we? But off the top of my head, I've no idea. Excellent. So Bamba flicks salt at vets and then vets. So one week he did it to just one of them. And then the next week he did it to a few of them because he liked the experience so much. The, the vets turn up quite a lot in Digitizer over the years. It, it doesn't surprise me at all that Bamba's becoming involved with their antics and clearly he got a kick out of it the first time so, he, so he's gone for multiple vets so we've seen him flicking salt at vets we can see him also flicking yolk into a furnace just imagine what that would be like pretty melty I would, I would imagine and founding KW civilization what's KW who is KW is it a thing where is the civilization what, what, what do they believe in kind of elements of, of uh, some kind of Jules Verne thing there going on maybe but they'd also found bulb civilization but then what kind of bulb there, there are more questions than answers there really aren't there is it, is it light bulbs is it plants who knows and um, um, you know what kind of a civilization are they do, do they uh, revere the bulb is, is it a god to them don't know and it's also tantalizing like so often these things they leave us wanting more and we, we never find out was Mr. Biff or other friends with Bamba Boozle? Whatever happened to him? And I also wondered if you ever went on a teletext holiday together. <laughs> uh, I did design Bamba Boozler. That was, that was part of my job. He was uh, slightly inspired by... Um, it, I was asked to make him look like Bob Monkhouse. But he ended up looking like um, the, the dad out of Happy Days. And that big nose. Um, but no, I didn't go on holiday with him. Though I was very good friends with the guy that did write Bamboozle, um, went to his wedding. Bama goes out of your mind, not his mind, your mind. So presumably first he'd have to get into your mind. Your mind, your mind, your mind, your mind. So the ramifications there are a little bit disturbing too. Bamba goes swan crazy. Who, who wouldn't go swan crazy? I mean, swans are excellent, obviously. Another perennial digitizer favourite, the, the swan there. Bamba has a flabby body. Well, he is in his 60s, so... Ah, uh, well, yeah, he should have been doing some of the Jane Fonda exercises, I think. <laughs> Bambrin wasp swap tragedy. Uh, another wasp-related one there. Yeah, Bamba hurls coal in defiance. <laughs> Again, the, the mental images that conjures are very vivid. Imagine he's working down a mine. That was his previous life, I think, as a miner. Bamba, well, he's hired a few things. He's hired a dungeon. I don't know what that's for. And a pony. Maybe to put in the dungeon. And a cough. 
<laughs> some of these are extremely abstract, Dadaists, if you will. I mean, a Bember and Wasp swap tragedy could have been wife swap tragedy, couldn't it? Bamber in, in the uh, Dark Avenger probe. Now that that we need answers to. Yeah, is is there a suggestion that he's a superhero on the side? Bamber man. <laughs> Bamber indoctrinates tired pig. So is that Fat Sal perhaps? Well, if Fat Sal seems anything but tired to me, although all that all that anger, surely at the end of the day, it must leave her tired. <laughs> Bamber inhibits wayward sect. So he's doing his good deed for the day there. There's something about Bamber invents Dunamu shoes. <laughs> it, just, it just really tickles me. But is that supposed to be Dynamo? But uh, <laughs> is that like an in-joke that Biffo had in the office? Dynamo! Dynamo! Dynamo Dynamo! Bamber invents robot pug. Of course, we do have robot pugs these days, and it's all thanks to Bamba. Uh, Bamba is not dead. Of course he isn't. Of course he isn't. I think some of those minds have been placed possibly towards the end of Teletext's life, just to say that he's still here and bamboozling, I guess. Bamba lashes out at filth. Could this be a reference to the filth posted on Digitizer? <laughs> And the press's disdain, perhaps. You know, I took that to be an anachronistic pejorative term for the police. I didn't see him getting bundled uh, and take, taken away. <laughs> Bamba was very much at odds with the police during his lifetime. <laughs> because it was becoming clear. <laughs> Bamba measures stranded donkey. I wonder if that's a reference to oh, uh, Mr. Herz's. Oh, goodness me. I'm trying to dig this one oh, out. Oh, in now. his book. Oh, it, um, yeah. Spanish Steps. Yeah. Where he goes across Spain with a donkey. A recalcitrant donkey at that. I, it can't be because that book didn't come out until the mid-2000s, I think. Uh, okay. Well, Tim Moore did mention that at one of the block parties. He talked about the donkey sanctuary that he was doing some stuff with. Okay. So, Tim, tell me more about your ass. Yes, yes. Oh, it's a donkey. Sorry, yes. It was a donkey. Well, I think it's, I got kind of uh, into this whole travel writing thing where you had to somehow, you couldn't just go away and talk about going on holiday. You had to go and do something a bit more demanding and a bit sillier and had to be some mindless novelty shoehorned in for the, for the sake of it. I quite like the, the, mind, the mindless novelty shoehorned in, but only one of them. I, I did this pilgrimage across Spain and I thought I can... How, well, actually, in fact, mainly I thought I really don't want to carry a bloody rucksack all that way but um so i thought you know this this pilgrimage was obviously a medieval type thing so it'd be quite authentic to have a medieval type animal so i went down to the donkey sanctuary in um in devon wherever it is who actually own they own 75 percent of all the donkeys in this country but when i went there and explained i was going to uh, you know I, I thought i should actually go and I, i've actually got a very on my little wall at home a, um, a sort of Certificate of Donkey Handling Excellence, which sounds really bad, actually. But... <laughs> You're excellent in handling yeah. donkeys. Um, I like that. But that deserves. But the, I said, so, so, I said, so what, what do you want? The, why, why are you? What do you hear about the donkey? I said, well, I'm, I'm going to ride it across Spain, and they said, no, no, you're not going to do that. The maximum humane payload for donkey is 50 kilograms. The great last chapter would be that I arrive at Santiago, and then what do I do with the donkey? I thought I'd kind of a nice auction on the on the cathedral steps, but then I, obviously I bonded. I bonded with the donkey. And I thought of him being sold off to, like, you know, Mr. Chorizo factory man or something. Um, it was, was bad. So I ended up paying the guy who sold me the donkey. Um, I paid him about 1,800 euros to drive all the way from his farm in the Pyrenees to go and take the donkey away again. That's war donkey for you, isn't it? <laughs> Bamber roars his approval. What of, you ask? What of? Bamba does strike you as a man that when, when he, he approves of something, he does roar it. Yeah. Do, do you think when he reads the questions on Bamboozle, he roars them all? Question one. Who bought the Chinese Empire? The booming Brian Blessed voice. <laughs> yeah, the Bamba Blessed. I'm surprised that he never made an appearance. Oh, there's a missed opportunity. I, I wonder what he did to spark public disorder. <laughs> 
I mean, he's a charismatic man. You, you can imagine him having followers. Oh, yes, of course. Maybe he was the leader of a cult, the Bamboozler <laughs> cult. Yeah. I think, I think it's all too probable. Yeah, considering some of the other little ads that we've got here about the fraud that he's committed and the general public nuisance that he's been causing. Um, you can imagine the wanted posters. Yeah. Wanted, Pixel Man. I've mentioned this a few times, but if you search for Bamba Boozler on Google, you will come across a picture that somebody has made where they've taken Bamba's head from Teletext. And in Microsoft Paint, attempted to draw his body in all pixelated form. And it's absolutely hilarious, ladies and gentlemen. What have we got? Bamba stretches goat. Yeah, maybe he's a farmer now. In the later years, he became a part-time farmer and he stretches the goats out. Bamba swaps Oreo for old man. Ole man. Ole man. Old man. Yeah, I, I always thought that that was like, as in old man, but yeah, maybe, maybe Ole man. <laughs> maybe it's a matador. In, that, in which case, that's a better swap. Before, you think, well, maybe he should have kept the Oreo. Possibly. Well, Bamba himself is an old man, so maybe he swapped himself for an Oreo. Oh, who is that kid with the Oreo? <laughs> All we know is he's called Bamba Boozler. This one made me laugh. Uh, sorry I'm not laughing so much now because it's making me hurt. Bamba swells with pride. I wonder what How at. <laughs> Three times the size, perhaps. But yeah, he's so proud of his quiz and everything that it did. Bamba tried to daddy me up. <laughs> That's bizarre. Uh, I, I, I'm hoping that's in, in a kind of a huggy bear kind of daddy way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, like a 70s New York pimp or something. I think Biffo was obsessed with daddies somehow. I, I don't know what gives me that impression, but... There are a lot of references to daddies on Digitizer over the years. If we could pick that apart as a psychologist, we could go quite far. But uh, let's not do that today. We'll wait until Biffo himself is here. So, so he can speak for himself on that matter. Bamba ululates like a gorgon. What does ululate mean? Did he make Something that up? Something very biological anyway. Ululate. Verb. Meaning, to howl a whale as an expression of strong emotion, typically grief. See, I told you, expanding your vocabulary on the Teletext art stream tonight. Bamba videos Green Dalek. Well, nothing so special about that because we all do that every week. Bamba whines about wine. I like that one. Something so clean about it compared to the other ones. Oh, you I can mean, imagine Bamba being a bit of a wine snob as well. I think he would be. In fact, I bet he mostly asked questions about wine on his quiz. He must have been drunk on wine at least one or two times when he presented Bamboozle. Ah, the French champagne. Ah. Seems likely. Every yeah. day for, for 15 years or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. The only way that he could get through it, probably. Bamba's beautiful bits. Oh, perhaps a reference to the Channel 4 television show bits. Bamba's <laughs> pretty in pink. I can now see Molly Ringwald in, in the film with Bamba's face on. <laughs> there is actually one that's not on here as well that says, Bamba, I like pink. So that's another pink reference. And uh, then but... later, Bamba, I lie, I loathe pink. Y yes, that's it. He, yeah, he, yeah. he reeled you in and then he swapped it around just when he had you. <laughs> Bamba, do you think the pink? What's that? Is that a reference to snooker, perhaps? Do you or think the Pink the Panther? Pink... Yeah, yeah. The Pink Panther wafer biscuits. I want one of them now. Theory me. Bamba, eat my tights. Bamba is an alternate universe version of Bart Simpson, I think, because he, they are yellow. Which came first? Well, I think it was Bart came first. That episode of The Simpsons where Bart gets uh, taken in by Mr. Burns. Homer and, and Marge hire a deprogrammer to try and get him back and get him deprogrammed. And they accidentally get Hans Moleman by mistake. The Hans Moleman comes in all shriveled up with, with his shorts on and his skateboard. Oh, a bunga, dude! <laughs> yeah. yeah, a classic episode. <laughs> Wonderful. I often think there's a crossover between Bamba and The Simpsons. 
or at least a lot of the yellow characters on Digi and indeed Teletext. Bamba, food is for wimps. He's a Breatharian now. <laughs> oh, he's like Gordon Gecko in, in Wall Street. He doesn't lunch. He doesn't breakfast or dinner either. <laughs> Bamba, I adore Tootsie. So is that the film Tootsie? I presume so. Who, who wouldn't really? Well, well, look at all of these things that Bamba is. Do you remember the Stig from Top Gear? I'm talking about it as if it was a thing in the past, because it's still going, isn't it, Top Gear? But I keep forgetting, because after Clarkson and those guys ended their involvement, in my head it died. But anyway, in the Jeremy Clarkson voice, Bamba, I am the bravest. Pixeltron says, some say he lives in a tree and that his sweat can be used to clean precious metals. All we know is he might just be Bamba Boozler. There you go. That's your Top Gear reference. <laughs> I am the Woolworths as well. <laughs> it's a bit like I am the Walrus, but I am the I... Woolworths, a Scooby-Doo-Doo. You can just picture the scene at Credit Crunch 2007 and like the CEO of Woolworths as everything's come falling down around him. Like, I am the Woolworths! I am the Woolworths! Did you see that earlier this year about a kid who fooled some of the major newspaper sites into thinking that Woolworths were coming back? He created a fake Woolworths account saying, we're coming back soon, ladies and gentlemen. And I think The Guardian posted an article saying, oh, they've teased that they're coming back. They must be coming back. It's all too easy to fool journalists. Yeah. And later on, they changed the article to say, kid fools everybody or something. <laughs> yeah. Bamba, we were taken in, of course. Yeah, of course. No, no, nothing to do with that. So, when a viral announcement on Twitter said that Woolworths was reopening, it was hailed as the news that could save festivities in 2020. On social media, people rejoiced, fondly remembering Pick and Mix and their favourite Woolies treats, and it was splashed across news sites. Only, the viral tweet announcing the relaunch of the UK High Street retailer, which closed its doors back in 2008, was fake. Very, the company that owns the Woolworth brand, confirmed that the relaunch is not happening and that the Twitter account is not real. Woolworths set to return, reported the Metro. Woolworths will open three trial stores, said the Mail. Woolworths set to return to the high streets, wrote the Daily Star. All three news sites later updated their stories. Oh, these days you can't get away with anything online, can you? There's evidence of everything whereas back in the teletext days if something was taken off well i think biffo's talked about this more than once where he would post things somebody would complain but by the time somebody would come to look again it had been changed mysteriously there was one in particular that springs to mind there this was in the days when they were, they were having their feuds with various other uh, games mags and they took to reviewing other magazines for some reason, just in case they weren't hated enough by their peers. And in one of them, they, they described the magazine as being irrelevant. And the publisher rang up in an absolute rage, demanding that, that it be taken down. And he was going to sue. He wanted a printout of it. So they, they quietly changed irrelevant to irreverent. They sent him a printout of that and never heard from him again. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking about. I mean, you can't get away with that now, can you? They described the magazine as being all words. Because everybody's scrutinizing. There's the internet archive. And actually, Biffo can't get away with it either because there's the Teletext archive. And one day, we're going to uncover all these things. We will find them. We're going to expose him. DW, bamboozle to return. Source, this stream. Bamboo bounces back with Bitcoin. Hey, nobody steal that idea because I'm going to do that. Bamba, I must destroy cars. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Bamba, I sex you up. Oh, these are classic. Bamba. <laughs> Colour be bad. Yeah. <laughs> Early 90s boy bands wanted by Bamba Boozler. Yeah. Oh, dear. Bamba, I will save the world. Bamba, I wish you wouldn't.
Bemba, I'll bust your nooks. At least it's not, I'll bust your neds. Bemba, I'm a fat yellow guy. Hooray! <laughs> At least he's owning it. What is this madness? Uh, Bemba, I'm checking you out. I'm checking you out, mate. <laughs> Sorry, this is just degenerating into me laughing at these now. It's the first time I've seen some of them. Degenerating into Bamba, I'm seriously ill in, dude. <laughs> in a, in a uh, 1980s hip-hop style Yeah, and then later on, Bamba, I have never said that. Maybe in reference to some of the dumb things he said earlier. Like I said, he claimed that he never said it, but we've got the archives, ladies and gentlemen. We've archived the teletext pages. We have evidence. So, Bamba, leave my dog alone. Hypocritical, because... Wasn't he beating up a dog earlier? Exactly. He can dish it out, but he can't take it. Bamba, move your fat butski. I love that. I'm going to use that in things. Bamba, you're dead, Doug. Who's Doug? I wonder if that's a specific message to a specific Doug. I wonder if they wrote into Digitizer and said, can you give me a shout out? And then they said, you're dead, Doug. Nobody ever asks for a shout out. Oh, we'll give you a shout out, dog. We'll give you a shout out, all right. Bamba, he's a dancer for money. Hold on <laughs> a minute. We've got Bamba, he's a private dancer. Bamba, he's a dancer for money. So, two put from the same cloth there, from the same song. <laughs> Just imagine him in the, the, the long Tina Turner sparkling dress. Bamba, the lady's friend. Of course, he is the housewife's favorite. And also simultaneously the nudist vicar. Maybe that can Oh, yeah. Oh, matron. Bamba, my face is so yellow. Yeah, he keeps Those talking times. about being yellow, doesn't he? Uh, and that's pretty much it. But Bamba does tell us that his favorite Teletubby is La La. La La was the yellow one, so it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, well, that's deeper than I thought. Bamba, I am a bee. He, likes he can't bee. restrain himself. I, Bamba, I kiss you. Oh, a nice one to finish on there. After all the nasty ones, we've got a nice... <laughs> although, although you imagine one. that he's got some, some kind of, like, port's breath with his wine collection that he whines about. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, so, a wonderful collection there of ads from Digitizer relating to Bamba. It's and... a lovely thing to have. It's, it's just a little bit of silly nonsense, but... Given the, I mean, we can see the number of them there. So how how long these things ran for over, over the years? It's just nice to have a little collection. How many do we have there? There's got to be hundreds. There has to be, doesn't there? There are quite a few duplicates, but even so, that was more fun than I thought it would be. <laughs> well, he uh, he, he lives such a rich and varied life. You know, you can say so much about him. Uh, Sarah Burgess says, "I wonder if the reused ones were intentionally recycled." Or if his brain just came up with the same ideas all over again. Well, that could have been the idea at least once, I think. Chipfork. Ululate means to howl or wail loudly. Well, thank you for that. There we go. Expand your vocab. So, Chris, how long do you have left? Um, probably five minutes, I think. Yeah. All right, that's fine. Well, thank you very much for joining us for this episode. Thanks and, for having uh, me. It's been a pleasure. It's always nice to talk about Bamba. Yeah, and we did get to talk about Digitizer quite a lot. Well, the, obviously, given the, the source material, they're kind of related, aren't they? And Mr. Biffo gets everywhere when it, when it comes to teletext. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It'd be good if you could join us once again sometime in the future, and we can talk more about Digitizer, because there's, there's so much in there, there's so much material. How are we doing with the archive at the moment, by the way? Oh, we're just being deluged with recoveries at the moment. There are something like, 1100 editions now that on the super page 58 archive um we're well over a third of uh, all broadcast digi being recovered now which is just mind-boggling when when you think about it who even thought that we'd get a tenth of that so uh, yeah it's impressive stuff and it just keeps coming in there's there's a you know so many people getting into it at the moment and they just keep gorging out on on the the tapes i think um tom pitts just acquired a stack of them something like 400 VHS tapes that he's working his way through. So, yeah, there's no end in sight at the moment. 
yeah, let's just have a quick look at the archive. If you want to go to this, guys, superpage58.com is the address. And click Digitizer Archives, and it's right here, Digitizer Page Archive. We've got, I think, there's a count here, isn't there? Yeah, there's, there's an inventory that I update every time I, I post more. 28,000 pages as of the 8th of June. Oh, goodness me. What are you going to do when we've got all the recoveries? And there's no more to get. Are you going to retire? <laughs> I honestly hadn't thought about it. I mean, I, I when I started it, I didn't even think that we'd get to half. But we're steaming ahead in uh, a way that makes me think we'll probably get there next year, maybe. So who knows? I'll, I'll sit back and allow myself a moment of satisfaction, I think, and from then on. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just hope my, my amount of web space can handle it. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it'll be all right. Teletext pages don't tend to be very big files. Yeah, that's true. So, guys, please visit that. If you don't know about Chris Bell, where have you been living for the last five years? Under a rock? <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. So, thank you for joining us tonight. And do you have anything else that you want to tell everybody? No, I mean, as, as I say, the, the Teletext recoveries just keep on coming at the moment. So, I'm regularly updating the site once maybe even twice a week at the moment so uh, yeah stay tuned there's always new material yeah i do recommend that and please follow at superpage58 on twitter because chris is always posting updates on what's found whether you're a fan of the comedy of digitizer or the teletext art it's always worth a look I so, always try to pick out some of the choicest cuts. Oh, yeah. And some of the wonderful stuff that you've found in the last few weeks, in particular, the Batman. That was a lovely one. Yeah. From the period where he was changing on a daily basis. Yeah. So much more to find. So many more costumes of the man. Cheers, Chris. Thanks a lot, Dan. Take See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Ah, wonderful, Chris. Good to have him on again. Well, I'm afraid that's the end of this episode of the Teletext R podcast. Join us again next week when we uncover lost members of the Digitizer writing staff. Mr. Corky, Mr. Whiz on My Chips, and Mr. Roger the Dodger. Not forgetting Mr. Fun Size Dandy. Sayonara. <laughs> <laughs>